Great day, great day, happy people. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Mind Your Business Call. This is where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and, of course, money. My name is Tracy Walker. I am your host, and we do this call Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast. You can find us on your favorite live streaming platforms such as iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, all those great places. And we also have our very special VIP podcast text community that you can join by simply texting the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Let's talk a little bit about marketing today. We talked about marketing uh, yesterday, I believe. We talked about words that sell. But what I want to talk to you now really is, is marketing, but marketing that connects and connects with who? Marketing that not just connects with you and what you are feeling, but also, which is even more importantly, it connects with the people that you are looking to serve. Right now, I am going to be a little transparent with you guys, if that's okay. I am in the process of working with a very special core group of leaders where we have been over maybe the last month and a half putting together the foundation for strong leadership. Leadership. In direct sales, you have to have leadership. Yes, you can go out and you could probably recruit a bunch of people, Yes, you could go out and you could probably have a magnificent list that yields you millions of dollars on your own. But when you are in direct sales and you are in a leveraged income model, the model is designed for residual, and the residual comes from your ability to help either attract leaders and or develop leaders that you already have. So what does that mean, and what does that have to do about your marketing and the connection? Well, it has everything to do with it. Because if my income is going to be directly tied to the amount of value that I portray in the marketplace, then if I am in an organizational type of business model, then obviously there's a micro marketplace, which would be my team and my organization. There's the macro marketplace, which is out there, right, all those people out there, social media, the world, your network, the networking events, the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, clubs and organizations you belong to or are associated with, those will be the macro. The micro market would be the people I'm working with directly. Now, if the people that I'm working with directly could also get similar results based on a model or a system by which we do our business, just like I'm getting results, well, that creates the exponential growth that we are all desiring, that we all desire. Indirect sales is not just about what you can do. It's about what you plus others can do. 
It's like anything else in life. I find it strange because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't like direct sales. I don't like direct sales. Okay, that's fine because you don't want your income tied. Okay, great. But you do realize that even if you play sports, even though your contract is your contract, you do realize that many times once you play the sport for a while and all of your money, um, your, your, your income covers your cost of living, your mother, financially people are set, purpose is your love for the game, your win, your quest for championship, that becomes a precedent. That takes, that takes priority. Once you get past I need more money, then it, it, it falls back on your love, on your joy, on your, your heart for the game. So at that level of the game, people want to play with people that are going to help them win. Aside from just you getting your own individual contract, you're on a team. You're on the Braves team. You're on the Atlanta Hawks team. You're on the Falcons team. You're on the Bears team. You're on the Astros team. It's a team. And you want a, you want a squad that can win championships. Yeah, you can have your million dollars, this and that, but you still want a winning team. Nobody that plays sports only cares about the money and is willing to stay on a losing team forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. In fact, people were upset with LeBron because he wanted to leave Cleveland and go to Miami when he made that choice. Why? Because it wasn't because he wasn't making money. It wasn't because his family wasn't taken care of. It was because the man wanted to win. So when we're talking about marketing and we're talking about leadership and we're talking about your micro and your macro markets, it's important that you understand that as a marketer that you have to focus on both segments. I have to focus as a leader on my micro market. So the people that are on my team, we're on the same team, we wear the same jersey, we all want to win, then we've got to go to practice. We've got to make sure that we know our plays, our marketing plans. We can execute our strategies. We become better at our skill sets of speaking, presenting, selling, making offers, um, uh, promoting, right? We've got to get better at those things that make our team a championship team. That's with the micro. But when it comes to the macro, we've also got to get good at acquiring new customers, at conveying messages, at aligning and solving problems. We've got to be a dual, a dual type of success team. If I can go out and I can go get customers because I have a message that makes sense, but then I can't teach my micro market how to find a message that makes sense for them where they can go out and then help them develop speaking skills or closing skills, or prospecting skills, or presenting skills, if I don't have the ability to teach them how to do what I just did, then I'm not building proper leadership. And then, yes, my money does get greatly affected by that because my leadership is lacking. If you know how to do something so great, 
and so amazing, and you're a rock star, and you're in a leveraged income, residual income business model, and you either refuse to teach the people what you know or you don't know how you're doing what you're doing, it's just God has blessed you with it, or you don't want to teach the people what you know because you enjoy your ego sitting on top of your head, well, then those are leadership problems. Even the person that doesn't know how they're doing what they're doing, because it may be unconscious competence, it may be habit, it just may be subconscious, it may just be that they practice so much as a child that now they don't even know how to do what they do, they just do it. If that's the case, it's still a leadership deficiency. Because if you're going to hire somebody as a business, if you're going to hire somebody, you've got to be able to tell them what you want them to do. You've got to be able to express and explain in detail the job description. You've got, if you want help, you've got to be able to say to somebody, here's what I'd like, here's what I don't want, here's the way I expect for it to be done, here are the steps, here's this. If you don't do that, that's okay, but then you're going to need to get you somebody who don't need your standard operating procedures, which means that person is already coming with so much high-level skill that you're going to have to pay them out the wazoo because they really going out their way to help you. Some people feel like you can't pay them enough money to work your job and your business. I feel like that. I feel like I have enough skill set that I have to continue to run my own business. Nobody else can pay me enough to do what I know I can do. Now, I'm not saying that it might not be worth my time. I'm saying that long term, there's no salary that's going to pay me more than what I believe I'm worth. So you're going to have to pay me a pretty penny. There's people out there like that. But when you go to Craigslist, or you go to a job board, the expectation is that, yes, you, you plan on hiring or finding an, an excellent worker, an excellent employee, a person that has good morals and character and work ethic, but you've got to teach them what you want them to do. And what you're saying is that because you're so good at it and you don't know how to teach them how to do what you want them to do, then when they don't perform to your liking, you want to get mad at them. Well, see, I look at leveraged income business models kind of the same way, except for I am not hiring or firing anyone. I am not anybody's boss. I am not the ch in charge of anyone, but I am the leader. And when people join me in the business, most times it's because they believe that as the leader, their leader is going to help them go from where they are to where they want to go. They believe that. They've listened to you. They've watched you. They maybe have internalized some things, and they say, you know what, I want to work closely with Tracy because I like her style. I like the way she markets. I like that we are similar in nature. I like that, you know, she has this going on or she doesn't have that going on. I like the way she, right, whatever it is, there's an alignment where somebody says, you know what, I want to join her. Great. So then when they join her, 
does her really have a strategy and a plan to help them go from point A to point B? And if you're saying that no, you don't have a plan, then you have a deficiency in your leadership. And that's marketing because it's marketing regarding your micro market. It's not marketing regarding your macro market. It's marketing, a lack of marketing as it relates to your micro market. What exactly is marketing then? Let's talk about that because sometimes people think marketing and advertising are the same thing. They're not. Marketing is doing the work and understanding the needs and wants and problems and desires of the people that you want to help and then being able to put together a plan or some sort of strategy that allows you to connect their problems, wants, challenges, needs, desires to the product or service that you have because you believe that what you bring to the table is a solution to those things that they are struggling with. It will solve their problem. Marketing is identifying those things and being able to bridge the gap between the person that you are serving and you as the service or product provider. That's the marketing. Advertising, advertising is how you're going to get the message to those people. How are you going to get the message to those people? Through what mechanism? That's advertising. Oh, I'm going to advertise using Facebook ads so I can reach the people. I'm going to advertise using radio so I can reach the people. I'm going to advertise using the newspaper. I'm going to advertise using Craigslist. I'm going to advertise using free social media strategies. The advertising is not the marketing. The marketing is, solved, is, is the bridge of being able to put together a problem and a solution, and you have a market and you have a message, and that matches. So I've got a micro market, which would be the people that I'm already working with, and my ability to market to them and lead them and help them solve their problems is a big beneficial aspect to me building a direct sales organization. If I don't find a way to bridge my team members' problems and desires as it relates to the business, not their personal life, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a life coach, I'm not a therapist, I'm not talking about their human, their human problems, I'm talking about their business-related problems and what their desires are regarding generating more income, having a business that they can leverage from the comfort of their home. That is what I'm talking about. So the problems that they have regarding their business as their team leader, it's my job. Now, everybody doesn't feel like this, and that's apparent. That's why you don't see as much success in the direct sales industry, in my opinion, as there are people. Now, you're never going to have all the people winning. I mean, come on. You got people, every, all the people that got jobs, majority of the population is still broke. So I don't want to hear the case 
that, oh, it's because of that industry because 80% of the people are still living check to check and they have a job. I don't want to hear the case that, oh, it's this particular industry because majority of the young boys that want to play in the NFL never make it to the NFL. I don't want to hear that, oh, my God, it's because it's the direct sales industry that that's the reason why people aren't succeeding because majority of people that are out here are getting married and getting divorced or not getting married at all or have single-parent homes. What does that have to do with it? It has a lot to do with it. It means that people sometimes fail, and it's not necessarily the thing that's the catalyst for them failing. It's them. People have decisions that they make. They have desires. They have choices. They have uh, pros and cons. They have, uh, they have lists of things that they need people to uh, adhere to. They have uh, all types of rules and regulations that they're willing to follow and not follow, right? That's people got all that. So whether they, that allows them to make it to the NFL or whether that allows them to find love of their life and get married or whether that allows them to land their dream job that gives them the time, freedom, and the money freedom they desire, whether that allows them to live life free, I don't know. But if I look at the numbers, majority of people are living check to check, which means you broke. So is it the job? Well, that's what everybody wants to say, but I like to believe it's the person. The choices that we make. So now, if I go back, if my team members have desires, wants, and needs as relates to the business, and then they come to me as a team leader because they believe I can help them go from point A to point B, and I say do one, two, and three because one, two, and three work for me. Okay, and then they go do one, two, and three. And then it doesn't work for my first team member. Well, I might, I might be able to get away with, well, maybe it's just him. Maybe it's just her, right, because maybe they're not trying hard enough. Maybe they're not applying. Maybe they're not following the rules directly. Okay, but then I teach team member number two, and then it don't work for team number two, team member number two. I say, okay, well, maybe team number two, team member number two is just super busy. She's not really that focused. You know, she got a lot of things going on at home. Is this, is that. Okay, so then I go and I tell T, I teach it to team member number three. Now, team member number three got their own set of challenges, but it don't work. Then I teach team member number four, then it don't work. Then I teach team member number five, and then it don't work. Then I teach team member number six, and then it don't work. Then I teach team member number seven, and it don't work. I teach team member number eight, it don't work. I teach team member number nine, it don't work. I teach team number number 10, it don't work. Let me ask you something. How many kids in your child's classroom need to fail before you up there talking to the teacher? How many kids in your child's classroom need to get C's, D's, and F's in math before you realize maybe it's not the children? Maybe it's the teacher. Maybe it's the methodology. Maybe it's the strategy. Maybe it's something outside of my child. Maybe there are some things that my child needs to work on, but if, if it's all the kids in the classroom 
or nine out of ten of the kids in the classroom that's having these challenges. Maybe it's something else in addition to the things that I can control. Maybe it's things that I don't know about that I need to learn about because those things I can't control. And if it's affecting my child, maybe that's a unique situation. But if it's affecting all the children, we need to have a parent-teacher conference. Do you see how that works? If all the children can't seem to win the or if the team keeps losing every single game of the season, every single game of the season, who does the owner of the team look to? The coach. They fire the coach. When the Chicago Bears were losing, 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 they fired the coach. They didn't blame the Bears that the Bears is a bear organization. They didn't say, oh, my God, all of these professional athletes that make millions of dollars playing football, they're the problem. They say, well, whoever's in charge of teaching and organizing this group of people, he's the problem. So they fire the coach. So you see, I'm a coach. I'm leading a team of professional athletes, professional business people. And if my team is losing and I'm the coach, I don't get to keep blaming the team. I got to step up as the coach and I got to either study more, I got to go and holler at some coaches whose teams are winning, I got to go and, and work on my leadership, I got to go and figure out what my deficiencies are, I got to figure out all of that while simultaneously encouraging my team members to continue with their personal development, continue practicing your skill sets, continue doing those things, but I'm going to come back here with something that I believe is going to help our team win. That's my job. I must be focused on the marketing of the micro market too. I can't just be like, oh, well, all 10 of my team members suck and nobody bringing in any sales. Nobody making no money, nobody doing this, so I'm just going to go get new people. Now, listen, I'm a big proponent of always going and getting new people because there's no business that's going to sustain with just the same 10 customers you got. You're going to need new customers. Even McDonald's got new customers. Even Chick-fil-A got new customers. They open up a location in a location in a city that they had never been in before. They're going to have new customers. <clears throat> so there's no business that can sustain off of just its existing customers. It needs growth, new customers. So, yes, I might have the disposition that I definitely want to attract and acquire new business partners and new customers, but I cannot have the attitude about it as if I've been giving my best strategies to my existing team members, everybody losing, and it's it's them. I'm just going to get 10 more people who also are going to fail because my leadership sucks or my strategy don't work. Me going and getting more people to emphasize that my shit don't work isn't better. So if you are in a position where you're realizing, hey, I got to get my team to go, hey, I got to get this rocking and rolling. Do I think you should go get more people? Yes, I do. 
But do I also think that you probably more than likely have one or two people, maybe more depending on how many you got in your group, that actually are loyal, are dedicated, can see the vision, that work their asses off, that are there for you, ride or die, that do everything you ask them to do? Don't you have a couple of those people in your group too? So those people, you're not going to try to work with those people and find a way to help those people win. You're going to say ignore those people because what I'm doing works for me, and if it don't work for them, oh, well, let me just go get some more people. I don't like that process. That don't feel good in my spirit. That don't make me feel good in my heart. I lose sleep over stuff like that. I'm up all night because of stuff like that. Because I truly am here because I want people to win. I'm truly here because I want success. I want a championship team. It's not just about my money. I want to have the people around me succeeding too. I don't want everybody looking up at a stage with me on it saying rah, rah, shish, boom, bah. But deep down in their heart, they feel like, damn, it's good she could do it. But I've been on her team for 25 years, and she ain't showed me yet how she's doing what she's doing. I don't want people feeling like that. Now, are there going to be haters? Yes. Are there going to be people that are going to be jealous? Yes. Are there going to be people in the organization that act like you never took time to help them? Yes. But the reality is if I did help them, if I really did offer to assist, if I really did give them time, if I really did give them a plan of action, if I really did show them a strategy that works, if I really did do all of that, then screw them. I'm okay with them because they liars. I'm okay with them because they flexing. I'm okay with them because it's cap. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is knowing that I am not performing in my best leadership uh, ability and then I'm expecting people to perform when I know I'm not leading them in a way that allows them to, to perform at their greatest potential. Calling them on the phone, asking them how they going, how's it going, this, this, and this, that's good to check up, but are you following up from accountability? Like, hey, I know you did A, B, and C, and I wanted to follow up and see how many leads did you get from it. Is that why you're calling? Or are you calling to say, hey, listen, I know you just had your event. Great. How many of those people actually bought, and how can we tweak your sales process? Is that what you're saying? Because if you're calling just to say, hey, what's going on? How come you're not at this rank yet? Hey, what's going on? I don't see you doing this, 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 and this yet. Hey, how come this? How come you didn't come to the event? How come you? How come you? It's because people don't believe no more. And you're not going to, uh, you're not going to get people to believe by calling them with a selfish intention. The intention of, hey, I need you to get going so my money can go up. I'm not saying you don't want your money to go up. Hell, I want my money to go up just like everybody wants their money to go up. But expecting your money to go up when you're working with people where your money goes up when those people win and you haven't given people a winning plan, well, then I kind of find that to be kind of oxymoronic. You want something to happen that you're responsible for teaching, but you haven't taught anything, but you expect the people to still be able to magically, miraculously, and, you know, uh, through, through the grace of God, be able to wake up and all of a sudden have your professional skills that you never taught and never assessed 
never supported, never trained on, and, and now you just want them to be something that they're not. See, your marketing to your micro market is still very, very important. I see too many times a leader or someone who's regarded as a leader recruiting people, enrolling people, signing people up, yet yet nobody can do what they do. Oh, they on social media all day posting, 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 posting. Great. Well, if your team is a team of people that work full-time jobs, and this is a part-time income for them, and they can't be on social media on their job, then that strategy not going to be the best thing. If you have a bunch of team members who are all work at, stay at home and they don't have a job, then maybe it could be a better option because nobody's looking over their shoulder while they're doing a reel and they're dancing and they're putting words on the screen and they're not and they're distracted, maybe that's not going to be an issue if they're at home. But even with that, maybe they have children. Maybe they have small children. Maybe there's noise. Maybe there's distractions. I'm not making an excuse. I'm saying that if that strategy is the thing that is your bread and butter and you're not experiencing any of the obstacles that somebody else is experiencing, is it reasonable for you to assess that situation as a leader and say, okay, that's option A, let me also construct an option B. Would it be reasonable to do that as a leader? Or are you going to simply say, well, y'all can't do what I'm doing exactly like this, oh, well. See, in my organization, I've given several different strategies. Anybody that's worked with me, I've given several different strategies. I say, listen, if you got a warm market, then look, we're going to contact your warm market, we're going to launch. There we go. All right, if you don't have a warm market and you need to get people, I've shown people how to literally through software and tools go to targeted Facebook groups, extract those people from those Facebook groups as friends, become friends with those people, strike up conversations, build relationships, and invite people to review the information. That's a strategy too. I've taught people how to go on social media and do lives and actually or do, or make posts, I'm sorry, go on social media and make posts that are engagement posts that, that allow people to reveal themselves by asking very targeted questions and creating an engagement thread where now you've got 50, 60 people that responded to your post, and now those are people that you can inbox and go and speak to. I've taught that strategy. I taught a strategy that teaches people how to be their own leaders in running summits and situations where it's interview series and this and that. I've taught that strategy. So i got at least four, four or five strategies. Oh, I've taught people how to create a lead capture page and go and get traffic from a home business vendor and drive traffic to the lead capture page so that you can start to find people who want to start a business. I've taught people that. That's five strategies I just gave you right now. So if you're me and, and you've given out five strategies and then still nobody is attaching to any of those strategies, then you know what? Yep, you reserve the right to say, let me go find some more people because the people I've attracted at this point in time, they, want some, they don't want to work at all. They say they don't have a list, so then great. I teach them four other ways to go get a list. Make a post. 
Extract from a group. Do social media. Buy some traffic. You don't want to do none of that? Okay, then, yeah, I want to leave. When my contract is up, I want to leave this team. You ain't got to fire me. I want to leave. Because these players, these players, they had not in the game. That's a different scenario. But if all you got is your run around on social media and you expect everybody to do that, you don't have no other options, I want you to check your leadership. I want you to think about who you're marketing to. I want you to wonder and consider, are you helping to solve the problems and the needs and the desires of the people that are in your organization? Are you marketing to them properly? Are you conveying a message to them that allows them to say, you know what, yes, I can achieve my goals and my dreams by working with her, working with him? Are you doing that? Because if you're not doing that, well, your leadership is deficient. And I'm going to leave that right there. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Mind Your Business podcast call. This is where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and, of course, money. I've been your host, Tracy Walker. We do this call Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, any of your favorite live streaming platforms. I'd love to have you a part of our VIP podcast text community. Just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Hey, guys, check this out. If you head over to www.winwithtracy.com, I just added a tab that says let's chat. Now, what would I want to chat with you about? Well, I just put together and restructured something that I now call the cash flow method. The cash flow method. And I want to share the cash flow method with you, free of charge. Like, I want to share it with you because I believe in the method, and I want to get it into the hands of as many people as possible. I want to at least share it with you the model and how the model works. So if you head over to winwithtracy.com, there is a tab there that says Let's Chat. When you click on the Let's Chat tab, it will allow you to schedule a 30-minute call with me where I'm going to share with you the cash flow method. I'm going to show you how you can leverage the cash flow method to make, how to generate cash in your business, and then how to put that money in flow so that it can start to generate additional income. You can multiply your money, right, because you don't want to work for the rest of your life. The goal might be to work right now, but if you want to stop working and retire early, you've got to put some of that money to work. So I've put together a model where, A, I can show you how to generate the extra cash to begin with strategically without ads, without bugging friends and family, and without posting on social media all day. I can show you how to generate cash, and then I can show you how to put that cash into flow in such a way that you're able to count and print money on your demands. So I'd love to chat with you about the cash flow method. Head over to www.winwithtracy.com. Click on the Let's Chat tab and go ahead and schedule your call today. I am so excited right now because things are really moving up. I see amazing things happening for all of the people who have vision, for all of the people who don't give up, for all of the people who can uh, attach their goals and dreams, for all the people who understand that your 
connections and your community and your collaboration is your currency, if you can understand that, then you are going to have a great rest of 2022 and rolling into a magnificent, prosperous 2023. So with that being said, I look forward to being right back here with you on tomorrow. Same time, same line. God bless, and bye for now.